Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Crimes, Killers, Cults. And beer. And beer. Beer. <laughs> uh, just two crazy Florida men drinking beer, talking about true crime because because we feel like it. Yep, very much. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Todd. And that is Bill, except he's that way, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're. That's... Yeah. What? Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> we're, we're, Whatever. Back, we're backwards today because Bill got into the studio first. <laughs> Usually I'm on the other side, but hey, it's all right. Uh, you're my right hand man, Todd. Yep. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, what are you drinking? Rum and Coke. Got a powder blue sippy cup. Bud Light out of a brown bottle with a blue and white label. There you go. And I still find women yummy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, we're doing something different. Yes. If you see, this episode came out on a Tuesday. And you might have noticed it said in the title, Half Pint Episode. So... What that is, is we're going to start releasing midweek episodes, shorter cases, you know, because a lot of the unsolved cases don't, you know, that there's not, there's just not really enough material to make for a compelling 90 minute to two hour episode. So, yeah. Um, I mean, we got, we got lucky with the one that we covered, you know, a couple months ago, that one, decent amount of, of information, but. I, I'm not going to be able to get in, inside information on every single case that we do. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, right. <laughs> so, um, <sighs> so we're, so we're like, okay, we'll, we'll just start doing short midweek episodes and, um, and then, and then that way, yeah, we'll be able to cover, cover some of these unsolved cases. Cause I've listened to some podcasts out there and I'm not knocking anybody, but it's just like they'll, they'll release an unsolved case and everything. And they'll stretch it out to like two hours and it's just like, uh. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and it's it's just, but this one I found this one. I mean, there it it was a request actually. Um, let's see, who was it? The request. Oh. I'm gonna give them a shout out because right. I'm cool like that. Because <laughs> yeah. that that's how we roll. Yeah, Emma Herman. Um, she had sent me a message on Twitter asking me to cover this case and a different one. And which we'll get to at some point, but we have a couple other requests from people too. We're going to get that one before we get to her second one. So, um, but she said there's an unsolved mysteries episode on it. So I watched the unsolved mystery and there was very little information on it. Oh, very little. So I did some digging and I found, you know, I found a decent amount of information that wasn't on the, um, episode. I found a, um, shit, I didn't write it down. I found, I found like a, like a, a documentary series on um on soundcloud of all places oh and they they had an episode on on there with you know probably three times the amount of information that was in the unsolved mysteries episode right on so um i should have written down the thing but i mean i just did these i did these earlier today so yeah <laughs> this is kind of a last minute thing yeah, but but we're but every Tuesday we're gonna be releasing these, and um, hopefully you all like them. And yes, we do take requests. And if you send in a request and we do it, we're gonna give you a shout out, like Absolutely. we just gave Emma. Emma yep. rocks. Emma's the first one. Emma's the one that that 
gave me this idea in the first place. So, <laughs> Thank Emma you, Emma. so when we get when we get t-shirts, when we get t-shirts made for everybody, you know, we're gonna send her a free one. Absolutely. Yeah. Actually, you know what? If we do your suggestion, you get a t-shirt. You get a t-shirt. I like it. I'm yeah, down. We'll just have to keep in mind how uh, you know. We'll just have to keep a list of who who did it. <laughs> who <done laughs> yeah, it. right. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh God, another list. All right. I'll I'll keep the list. I I have a, I have a dry erase board right here. Okay, right next cool. To me. So I'll I'll just put them up. You know, just write it write it on the dry erase board, and that will be the list of people who we owe our I owe you a t-shirt list. <laughs> <laughs> so Emma, you're going to get a t-shirt. Yay! So once we get them, and it still might be a while, once we get them, um, you know, we're trying to find a way to make it cost effective because yeah. the t-shirts that we have, we paid thirty five dollars each for, and we're not going to do that to y'all. Yeah, yeah. Nobody, <laughs> nobody but us would buy them for that much. Right. But we we just did it so we could go around Crime Con wearing, you know, wearing our t-shirts. Yes. So. Anyway. Anyway, I have no more ado. Do you? I have no ado other than, eh, no, I have no ado. No ado. Okay. No ado. All right. Well, let's kick off the inaugural Half Pint episode. Let's do it. Case we're covering today is Lester Eubanks. And um, this one, part of it solved, part of it isn't. Okay. <laughs> so, um, in 1965 in Mansfield, Ohio, a 14 year old girl named Mary Ellen Diener was found dead just blocks from her home. Oh. Um, November 14th, 1965, Mary Ellen and her younger sister, um, were, they were doing laundry with their mother one night and the washing machine broke down and their mom had them take the clothes to a nearby laundromat to finish, you know, to finish them up. Mm-hmm. And and damn, it was the washing machine. Imagine how freaking heavy that bag or basket might have been carrying. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> they were walking it, so it's just like you're you're carrying a basket full of wet clothes. Oh, yeah, <laughs> she got them sacks. Wash. <laughs> they probably had to like one on each end of it, just carry it down the street. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon I could carry that for you if I don't give out. But so it it was around 10 p.m. when they left. So um, Mansfield was a safe city at the time with a low crime rate. But they got to the laundromat around 1030 and then they realized that they didn't have enough change to do the laundry. So and the change machine there at that laundromat wasn't working. And well, there were course. no. Yeah. Like kind of like the, um, the ice cream machine at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, there's that. <laughs> oh boy. So there and there wasn't there wasn't any employees working there either because it's 10:30 at night. So um the Mary Ellen told her sister to wait there and not to go anywhere and she would go to another laundromat to get change, use their change machine. So um okay. You know, she also said, huh? I was just going to say, there seems like a lot of laundromats close by in this town. Yeah, well, there's only two. But <laughs> uh, okay, well, no, there you go. I mean, that's there was only two mentioned in the in the 
right. And the the research. And they're but, open all night. That's weird. That's well, I guess not. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, not everybody can do. Clo- I mean, I I do my laundry at night. Yeah. But like ten thirty at night. I've done my laundry at three in the morning. <laughs> I'll shut up now. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> so, um. She also said that if if she got, you know, freaked out or whatever, and you know, just to run over to her grandmother's house, which was like literally a block away. So, um, so there was no luck at that other laundromat. I guess their change machine wasn't working either. So she. What are the uh, odds? Yeah, she probably she went to a gas station. She probably should have bought a lottery ticket there because <laughs> yeah, of right? the fact you know two two change machines and two different laundry mat locations not working. Yeah. So um, she goes to a gas station and, and she had <clears throat> told Brenda, her sister Brenda, that if she got scared, and I already said that, um, she should have only been gone 10 minutes top, but 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes went by. So Brenda went to their grandmother's house and her grandmother thought this was odd because it's not like her. I mean, you know, Mary Ellen was responsible and all that stuff. And, um, you know, so it's, it's not like her to just run off or whatever, mm-hmm. especially if there's laundry that needs to be done too. I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so the police had re- received a call, a 911 call from a, a neighbor around 1245 a.m. And uh, a young woman had been found dead in the park. She'd been shot twice in the chest and in the stomach. And she also had massive head trauma. And it also looked like somebody had attempted to rape her, but was unsuccessful. And she, you know, because her her skirt had been pulled up and everything, but, you know, nothing had happened. So she she obviously fought this douchebag. Yes. At least it sounds like it anyway. Yeah. (laughs) So, as the police were processing the scene, Mary Ellen's grandmother walked up to tell the police that her granddaughter was missing. And to her horror, she recognized the body and and confirmed that that indeed was Mary Ellen. That's rough. (laughs) Damn, man. Holy, wow. Sir, my my granddaughter is missing. No, she's not missing. That's her. God. That's that would suck. Yeah, it would that would be oh my god. Yeah. I can't even imagine. No. Ugh. So the the police then broke the news to her, her mother and her mother lost it uh, as you would expect. Yes. Um and when Mary Ellen was found, um she she had some change in her hand and and change was scattered around the area too. So she had gotten change for the gas station. Okay. So she was coming back to do the laundry, you know. Mm. But um, the police immediately had a suspect, a man named Lester Eubanks. Um, now, Lester was out on bond for an attempted rape of an 18-year-old girl at a restaurant, that, which was also near the said laundromat. Oh. Lester fact, the molester. He, yeah. <laughs> In fact, he even lived nearby. Um, oh, crap. 
at the the restaurant, Lester grabbed this woman and dragged her into the bathroom and raped her. And um, he threatened to kill her and he choked her out. Oh. Um, she survived, but he was released on bond just two weeks before Mary Ellen, Mary Ellen's murder. I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Seriously. But he had he had seen Mary Ellen leave the first laundromat and go to the second one, then to the gas station. So he just waited for until she came back, and then then he pounced. He tried to rape Mary Ellen, but she fought him, and fun and finally he just gave gave up, and he shot her twice, and he picked up the bullet casings and went home. He then cleaned himself up I and mean, he thought he was being so smart by picking up bullet casings. Right. We'll find out he's not so smart. <laughs> they usually aren't. <laughs> but um he then cleaned himself up and then went into town to hit the clubs. <coughs> Let's go clubbing. Kill, kill somebody. Let's go dancing. Let's go clubbing. Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's see, this was the 70s, so they'd have been out there doing the disco, point, pointing at things that aren't there. <laughs> and... uh... <laughs> I wonder if he danced to staying alive. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> that was bad, but... <laughs> <laughs> However, that was very much what you know. It was. That, it that's probably something was played say. that night. It probably was. <laughs> it probably was played that night. Yeah, it probably was. I don't and know. if and he he is he is somewhat smart, as we're going to find out. But um, but so I wonder if he's smart enough to realize the irony of that. He's out there dancing to stay alive. Yeah, probably not. It probably never even crossed his mind. <laughs> yeah, but. Oh man! Oh shit! Um, but on the way back to the clubs, he re- returned to the scene of the crime to make sure that Mary Ellen was dead, but she wasn't. She was moving around and she was in pain. She couldn't stand up, but she was screaming. She was trying to find somebody to help her, but the streets were deserted. Yeah. So, so he picked up a brick and smashed her skull, and then headed to the club. Oh shit! Really? God dang. Fucking asshole. I mean, it's just like, you know, she's sitting there. She's I thinking, hope he wasn't wearing a white polyester suit. <laughs> he was probably wearing a purple one. <laughs> because, but, um, you know, blood splatter and all. Just saying. Yeah, he was, he was probably wearing a purple one. <laughs> all right. But, um,. So police got a warrant. They searched his apartment and in his apartment, they found a bag with bullets in it as well as a gun and two spent bullet casings. <laughs> I'm uh, just like I said, dumbass. I mean, he, I mean, it, I mean, the, it, it was a smoking gun literally anyway, because the, the bullets themselves and the gun themselves matched the bullets that were found in Mary Ellen. Oh yeah. But the freaking casings just freaking proved it. Yeah, exactly. Holy shit. <laughs> I mean, that that was just icing on the cake. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, um, and they had also found his footprints at the crime scene, you know, that matched up with some shoes that they found in the apartment. So, open and shut, right? You would think. Put a knife in that. Okay, knife's in. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about chest, about Lester the Molester. <laughs> okay. Here. A little backstory on him. All right. He was born in 1943 on Halloween. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. A little bit of okay. foreshadowing there, maybe. Um, yeah. <laughs> but he was a Mansfield native and growing up, he had been a good kid and a, and a, and as a, and a teenager that everybody liked, but around 16, he was seduced by the dark side. <laughs> oh no. Did he eat the cookies? I don't know. Oh, well. If you can find him and ask him, you'll get you'll get that'll get you fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> All right, <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get to that. Yeah, that's that's a spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> but around age age sixteen, uh, at sixteen years old, he sexually assaulted a twelve year old girl, and she got away from him. Luckily, and but. All Lester got off of that was probation. So this might have been a tipping point that caused him to believe that he could maybe get away with anything. Uh, yeah. You know, raping a 12-year-old girl and he only gets probation. <laughs> Makes sense to me. Yeah, I could see how that would make you feel a little... Um, uh, 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 yeah. Well, that. But, I mean, like, him, he'd be like, I, got, I more or less got away with this. I am invincible. Yep. Uh, especially at that age. I mean, he already, he already, you know, 16, whatever, you already think you're invincible anyway. Right. Why is it that occasionally you get a beer, you open it, and it tastes skunky? It's like one beer out of the out of the, the pack, and you open it up, and it tastes like a fucking Heineken. <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> that just happened to me. Uh, well, you see, that that's the thing, though. That's why they put them in brown bottles, because the brown bottles are supposed to stop the light from going in and making them skunky. I've never had more than one be like that. Yeah. But I checked the, you know, it's like, I'm not going to do it now, but I've checked the uh, the born on date. Yeah. It's recent. All right. I don't, so maybe, I don't know. May, maybe it was just sitting there for like a year or two and <laughs> they, just, they, 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 they just found that one sitting under the stairs somewhere like oh, we'll just put it in here it'll be fine yeah but they won't notice <laughs> it'll be fine and I was like, hey uh, what are you drinking bill tonight i'm drinking heineken and a bud light bottle. <laughs> <laughs> you know i mean every you know heineken's aren't really supposed to be skunky either if you get one, like, because I used, we used to drink Heineken's, and, like, if you go buy them at a gas station, because most people don't drink them, they sit there for a while, that's when they get skunky. But if you get oh, them, really? like, we, when we went up to, uh, sorry, I'm going to digress here for a second. When we went up to Dragon Con in Atlanta, the hotel bar had, like, brand new fresh Heineken's, and we were drinking I'm like, dude, this isn't skunky at all. Is this what it's supposed to taste like? <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah, it was good. But, yeah, anyway. 
you know, I really don't, I really don't care for draft beer, but, um, but like if you go to Bush Gardens, oh, yeah. the, um, the beer that they serve there, it's draft beer, but it's, it's, it's filtered through, it's the, the lines that they have are made out of gold. Okay. And, and every night they're pressurized, they're pressure, the, the lines are pressure cleaned from, you know, from the inside the yeah with uh, with with like super hot water no yeah. no chemicals no nothing it and it's not the draft beer that gives you the freaking murderous hangover it's the chemicals that they use in these bars and everything to treat the lines yeah. that's that's what gives you the hangover but i you know i've, I've gone to bush gardens a couple of times and um got a beer there it was draft it's like damn this is good beer because it, it, obviously because it was brewed two days prior as well yeah yeah it, it's fresh <laughs> yeah but it's like hell yeah i mean i i I I want to get a I want to get a, like a, a kegerator, and yeah. I'll just drink my beer that way. That probably cost me less money in the, the long run too. It would. We my brother had one back when shit. Were we still in high school, or maybe just out of high school? He bought he found one like at a garage sale or something and bought it. It was an actual refrigerator with the lines punched through the wall, you know, the doors and everything. Yeah, that's that's what I want to get. Dude, get we we, like we would we would buy a keg like every other week and it was just like you just come home and beer yeah Yeah. it was always good Mm -hmm. but anyway anyway hashtag but i digress (laughs) um well we are called crimes killers called some beer so you know we're going to talk about beer a little bit a little bit yeah so lester was brought in for questioning and he initially said that he had nothing to do with mary ellen's murder he said that somebody had stolen his gun and that he had found it later that night Oh, of course that's what happened, because that's yeah. what always happens. Yeah. Somebody stole my gun, and then I found it on the street. But he he finally dropped the William Reese Act. One <laughs> <laughs> uh, me. That was a good, that was a good episode. Just people were digging it, too. Right on. Um, so he said that he had been in a nightclub hanging out with a prostitute. They were... Dancing, doing ha 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 ha, staying alive, staying alive. Ha 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 ha, no, staying alive. I didn't do anything illegal, like kill somebody, but I was hanging illegally hanging out with a prostitute in a club. Well, it's not illegal to hang out with a prostitute. It is it's just paid her, right? Well, he's not paying her; she's she's his friend. Uh, so he's he's in he's in the friend zone with a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> dude how bad is your life if a prostitute friend zones you <laughs> well it, it it didn't go into detail of whether she was a friend or not but but um, the reason I, the reason we're just I gonna say assume that, that he is <laughs> right and and the but the reason i say that is because they were dancing um they they were dancing together and um his gun fell out on the floor you know a couple people witnessed this and he picked it up and you know just stuck it back in his pants and everything and and went back dancing with this prostitute but then all of a sudden the prostitute had to go um to go make a quick score with somebody else yeah. so Lester, so lester um said that he'd wait for her and he was still outside waiting when he saw mary ellen walking by and he tried to talk to her but she got scared and wanted to do no- wanted nothing to do with him and that's when he attacked he tried to rape her, but she was screaming so loud that he just shot her twice, and then he went home to calm down and clean up. Then he headed back to the club, but 
but he stopped by the, the crime scene to finish Mary Ellen off. Mm. Well, to check and see if she was but yeah. dead. She wasn't, so he finished her off. Um, by the time he got back to the club, the prostitute was back on the dance floor celebrating a job well done, and they danced the night away. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> this... Oh, this is a story. <laughs> Holy crap. It, it's a good one. Thank you, yeah. Emma, for I hadn't heard about this one. I mean, yeah, I, I usually don't mess with unsolved cases, and while this case is like half solved, half unsolved, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd I'd never heard of it. I'd I'd never heard of it before. But this is like this is a good one to start the series off with. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so, so he he tried to plead insanity, but the judge wasn't having it. Um, he was found guilty in May of 1966 and we, and he was sentenced to death. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Yeah. Wait, nope. I, th- I thought this was the seventies. <laughs> you just said you were sentenced in 66. Wasn't this going on in the seventies? No, this, this, no, it, he committed the murder in 1965. Okay, well then there was no disco. Oh, okay, on. yeah, you're right. Okay, <laughs> damn it, damn it, damn it. Okay, they had a time machine. They traveled <laughs> so, so that they could disco dance to the So they stay could disco alive. dance. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, that that was that was my my bad. And I didn't even I didn't even have like the '70s written in my notes. I mean, the rest of the story takes place in the '70s, but um, he doesn't go disco dancing that we know of. <laughs> that we know. Of. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. In May of 1966, he was sentenced to death. Think, you know, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Nope, this story isn't over. So, what do you think happens next? Take a guess. Oh, I have no idea. Did he? Uh, he had to like escaped or something, right? Kinda. 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 Is he one of those guys that like? fell over and pretended to be sick to be taken to the hospital and then escaped? No, he's not Pee Wee Gaskins. Oh, that's worth a shot. I don't know. In 1972, Ohio commuted all death sentences and abolished the death penalty. Lester's sentence was reduced to life with no chance of parole. Okay. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Yep. Love you. Goodbye. Nope. <laughs> the story is still not over. It's still not over. Of course not. What do you think happens next? <sighs> he asked for a rock hammer and a poster of Greta Garbo <laughs> or whoever it was. I forget who it was. <laughs> oh, shit. It's right on the tip of my tongue, too. Yeah. It wasn't, it was, uh, was it May Marilyn West? Marilyn Monroe. No, it was May West. Yeah. It was May West first, and then he kept, he kept changing him as his Raquel, Raquel, yeah, Raquel Welch. Yeah. But the next seven years, Lester was a model inmate, being the the good little child rapist and murderer that he that he is. Yeah, right. A newspaper interviewed him and and actually did a feature on him, and he said that he was he was the best death row inmate ever, a model inmate. Hmm. Okay. And and like a future serial killer, a less a lesser known one named John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> um, he was a he was a painter so he's he spent a lot of his time and you know in solitary 
just painting and stuff. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure if you looked, you could probably find some of his work. You know, it might be, you know, buy a, buy a John Wayne Gacy painting, get a Lester Eubanks painting for free. <laughs> <laughs> so did he paint a picture of the warden and then the warden found out and took his painting privileges away. Then he came with an ax and chopped his fingers off while he was in shop. That's pretty specific. No, that what was a scene. Was that was a scene from Escape from Alcatraz. Believe it or not, I haven't seen that movie. What? Well, I haven't seen Godfather yet either, so we're even. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a really good but, movie. Uh, so it's Godfather, but I, I, um, but he yeah he, he was just you know he he would just paint I I you know I just did I just did put this episode together a couple hours ago. So I didn't really go look for any of his paintings, but if I can find some pictures of them, I'll, I'll post them on, on the, on the socials for, yep. for everybody to see. I'm kind of curious myself. Um, it's like, was he that good? You know, like, cause John, John Wayne Gacy's paintings were good. Danny Rowling's artwork by itself was actually pretty good. I know it was, it was kind of like his, his music. It was Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I haven't yeah. gotten any shit yet from my cover of Mystery Writer. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it'll happen though. <laughs> but but my version's better than his. <laughs> so so he he yeah. got he got a reward for his good behavior. Oh, the Ohio prison system had a rehabilitation release program where certain inmates were given passes to the fair or to football games or even trips to the mall unsupervised what yeah well it was the 70s i guess it's a different time yeah so they they were dropped off and told to meet back at a designated time and it was around christmas time in 1973 lester and a few other inmates were dropped off at the mall to go christmas shopping and he wanted to um, get something for his family members or whatever. Mm-hmm. Would they give him money? Yeah, right. How are they getting money to do this? Yeah, right. Or as a taxpayer. Oh, here, Lester. Here's a hundred bucks for the Christmas <sighs> present. Here, yeah. here, Lester. Go catch a Browns game. Here's a hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, right. Jeez. Oh, but, all right. <clears throat> I think I know somebody that might have a different take on this. <laughs> but. But we'll get there. A convicted child rapist and murderer turned loose with a pinky promise that he would come back. Yeah, but he what, never what could came, go wrong. Yeah, but he never came back. He broke the sacred pinky promise. Oh, you can't bastard. break the pinky promise. <laughs> pinky promise has, is is more sacred than a signed contract and signed <laughs> notarized contract. Everybody yes, knows that. Everybody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, like I said, what could go wrong? Yeah, so he, so he's gone. He's in the wind, and the the family of Mary Ellen was livid and justifiably so. Oh fuck yeah! Um, the local law enforcement and the judicial system did their job. It was the prison system that screwed up. <laughs> you think? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. And and with that, we, we we're gonna bring a special guest on to give his take on this welcome back to the show making his second appearance on the show dick darwin dallas detective 
Hello, everybody. Dick Darwin here, Dallas Detective. The Ohio prison system has been wrongly criticized for their pinky promise release program. They say that it was a horrible idea to get convicted killers to be given a day pass to clear their minds of the horrors of being on death row. Personally, I think that letting them out on their own recognizance is a great idea. It makes things easier on the prison guards. It gets them out of their hair for a few hours, and then when they get back, they're relaxed and they're in a better mood. For five years before I began my prestigious 30-year career at the Dallas Police Department, I was a prison guard. We all discussed about how good of a thing that would be for, for both us and for the inmates if they were allowed to go shopping, see a Dallas Cowboys football game, or even go to a bar to get a few beers. It's a good idea, and I think that just because Lester Eubanks betrayed that trust doesn't mean that it's a bad system. The other three inmates came back after all, so just keep that in mind before you judge, people. Dick Darwin, Dallas Detective, signing off. Thanks once again for having me on your show. <laughs> Thanks, Dick. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I, re- I really hope these two episodes make it back to the Dallas Police Department. <laughs> uh, yeah. I would have liked to have gone to Vinny's club, but I guess not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Dick Darwin, I mean, you know, especially now that we're doing Unsolved, we're probably going to be hearing from him a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) So, anyway. But like I said, said, this case is half solved, half unsolved. But, um, you know, because where the hell did he go? Yeah. Yeah, so FBI officials be- believe that they've come close to capturing him a couple of times, but he was able to slip away. Uh, he's obviously under an alias with a fake ID, and he's been able to elude law enforcement for 50 years. Um, the U.S. Marshals have a $50,000 reward for him, wow. and um, they believe that he's in California, but he's also he's also been spotted in, in Michigan. Okay. In 2019, a man came forward saying that Lester had raped his deceased mother, and he agree- agreed to supply the. Ah, it wouldn't be a CKB episode without me getting tongue tied. I've made it all the way to the end. I know, right? <laughs> uh, hold on um, a second. Was the mother deceased before or after he raped her? No, I mean, I, I mean, he just, um, he just raped her. He, he didn't kill her. He raped her, and then she died years later. Okay, well, you said raped his deceased mother. That that's kind oh, of oh, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, okay. How would how how would she have conceived if she was dead? Is that a thing? I doubt it. I don't know. <laughs> I I was just taking is a that, rape deceased that, mother thing out of context. It's okay. Is that is that how zombies are made? By people Could raping be. corpses. Hmm. I think I just blew the lid off that one. <laughs> Jesus. So, oh, so, sorry, I'm an idiot. Carry on. <laughs> but um but he he agreed to supply DNA, but there was there was no match unfortunately. And the the marshals believe that he never stopped committing crimes. He's 
just gotten away with doing whatever the hell he wanted for two for 50 years. Wow. But he'd be 80 years old today. Personally, I think he's dead. Yeah, he, he probably. But if he's not, and you know where he is, turn him in. You can go get 50, uh, 50 large. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, good one. Good, yeah. good start to the the, the half pint episodes. Uh, yeah, it was. And... I like I like that one. I I I like that the way that went. I mean that that was a mm-hmm. good story to start with. So, yeah. <laughs> like no editing needed in this one at all. Not really. <laughs> I like these short ones. Anyway. Yeah, that was fun. I don't know what we're going to cover next, but I mean this one will come out. They're going to come out every Tuesday. So. And the beauty of it is doing the um doing the research doesn't take very long <laughs> because recording it doesn't take very long nope <laughs> so anyway um you know hope you liked it um follow us on socials we have a discord page now where yes. you know we're going to be doing the um you know like episode discussion and all that and I'm, I'm sure we'll come up with more you know with more threads to you know to come up you know to comment on as we go um but for right now it's you know it, it's in very early stages of existence but so yeah but so subscribe to that it'll be it'll it'll be linked in the show notes for this episode it's also on our website which is ckcbpodcast.com um cha-ching. <laughs> and um we also have a patreon page and um our first patreon subscriber will get a t-shirt yes and you know we've we've got 11 episodes up on on it and they they kind of don't really have much to do with um with our normal topics of discussion on the show but you know some good stories i mean you you, you'll learn something you'll learn a lot of lots of things about abraham lincoln that you had no idea about (laughs) i know right (laughs) i did holy crap (laughs) that was a good one um so I mean we're 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 coming we're coming along. I mean we we're <coughs> sorry. Definitely not we're not we're, we're not infants with attitudes anymore. We're now we're toddlers with attitudes. <laughs> toddlers with attitudes. Yeah. I mean we're not Damn, I don't have to change the shirt anymore. now. <laughs> well, we don't even have the shirt. They don't know that. No. Oh. Yeah, we'll have to change <laughs> no, the shirt. <laughs> no, they know that because you just talked about it. Yeah, yeah. True. I don't know. I still might make an infant with attitude shirt because I like that. That's a good phrase. <laughs> yeah, that just that just came right off right off the top of my head. I didn't yep. even have that written down or anything like that. It just popped in my head. Like I think I was probably like episode. It was like one of the very early episodes, early on ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So, um, but yeah, check out our socials, Facebook twitter x um yeah and youtube page there's nothing there yet but there will be um there will be very soon i promise and um discord patreon it's all there in the the show notes and on the website and whatnot and um yeah thanks a hell of a lot for listening we appreciate the hell out of it if you could just please you know give us a you know rate rate and review five star please yeah um (laughs) Or you could just give us a one star and call us monotone. Yeah, that works too. Yeah, that works. So, um, but 
yeah, thanks, thanks for listening. And until next week, later. Cheers, everybody.